Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Right. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am very excited, as, as I always am. I know I start every show that way, but I am thrilled to be sitting here with a very dear friend of mine who I don't really get to see that often because she's normally traveling the world, being fabulous. Um, she's a brilliant artist, fabulous friend, amazing talent. Uh, she is currently the wardrobe and road manager for Elton John's band. This is Ginju Maddie. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yes, Hi. girl. <laughs> it, just, it just brings me so much joy, first of all, to see you. But I don't know. I just there's something that in like, you know, I, I get like uh, fired up when I hear someone else say, hey, girl. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great thing to say. It's a good thing. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like you can't say it without without smiling. Right. You know, so anyway, so obviously traveling the world with musical icon, music legend, yeah. the fabulous Sir Elton John. Yes. Um, so there's a lot to talk about there, but we're going to get there. I First, I want to just kind of back up a little bit and talk a little bit about you um, pre-Elton. Okay. Um, so can you just kind of give the audience a little bit of just a, a backstory on you and how how you, you know, came to live in Las Vegas and then how, you know, the, the jobs you had leading up to where you are now? Yeah, okay. I um, I moved here shortly after college and I came here because a couple of my friends were already here dancing and, you know, at the time it was like you could get a job that was not just a gig, you know, it was actually steady, you sign contracts, you get hopefully health insurance and some benefits and it was just more um yeah no it definitely it was it's just vegas for especially for performers so obviously you know you started your career here in vegas as a dancer and that's how we met we met at doing a show called jubilee together um yeah absolutely this is definitely statistically one of those cities well maybe not in this current moment because of the pandemic right but um statistically i feel like i remember you've been hearing and when i was in college i went to college in chicago and i remember i actually even did have a dance teacher there who actually even said like that statistically Las Vegas has the most jobs for dancers, paying jobs for dancers sure. than any other city in the country. And, and yeah. it, I, it, at one point that was true. I'm not sure if it's true anymore. But like you said, it was also... It was more steady and secure. It was steady. You know? It was secure. And the cost of living here was actually affordable. Mm-hmm. And um, and and you touched on this. Yeah, definitely healthcare and insurance and benefits. Like that's a, like Big. kind of unheard of yes. as a dancer, you know? So, right. but you can get that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get it. Or at least you could. I'm not sure about now, but... Girl, it's a whole nother world now. I know. <laughs> so Jubilee, um, how long remind me, how long did you do that show? Uh I think five years. Yeah. Yeah. Close yeah. to five years. And then tell me how how did you because I know you did I know you went directly from there uh to working for Elton, which again, the dream. Like how do you, you go from one amazing job to the next, but without <laughs> but yeah. how did to tell me about how that came to fruition? So there was actually a guy in the show, Keith, that had a side business of making costumes, mainly costumes for, you know, whoever in town needed them. And I would help him sew costumes during the day. And he was, he is older than I am. So he was kind of retiring as I was coming into Jubilee. And he went to go work at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace when Celine Dion opened the show. Open the, the Coliseum, actually. It was right, built for right. Her. Oh, yeah, it was built for her, for yeah. sure, yeah. Um, and so he went over and was working in the wardrobe department at the Coliseum. And because he was there, you know, they get Elton John in there, they would get Celine Dion, Jerry Seinfeld, any celebrity that was there, you know, the wardrobe department was there to assist them sure. with any of their needs. So Celine asked him to go on tour 
I love it. Yeah. I mean, when Celine asks, I mean, I guess you have to yes, go. You right? know what I mean? <laughs> and then Elton comes through. He's working with the Elton crew. Elton John's people ask him to come on tour. And so he did. And then Celine's people recruited him back. <laughs> and it was this time as one of her dressers. So he it's it was a step up, you know, because the first time he was um a dresser for the dancers, I believe. Okay, okay. So he had to, and when he went over with Elton, he was wardrobe for the band. So when Celine's camp asked him back to come as one of Celine's dressers, he felt he just had to do it, which, yes, he had to do it. And Elton's camp asked if he could refer anyone to fill his position. Love it. Yeah, so, because, oh, yeah, because obviously he moved up, so. Yeah, he was moving back back over to Celine's camp and they needed to fill his position. So he called me and asked if I was interested in the position and he, you know, referred me and I had to make a resume. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because you're you're especially and also, I mean, did you what was your resume like? Did you did you just give him one of your like what you would have used as a dancer resume or did you try to make it more add more like costuming or any type of administrative work or anything on there like how did you well, structure honestly, that resume i you know i had never done technically a wardrobe position i've always sewn and done things like that but i'd never done a position like that so it was just kind of listing stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that listen that that's a, that gr- great way to describe it just just list some stuff As, i think everyone kind of does and then you can travel the world with elton john i mean don't you think everyone kind of does that on resumes is lists all the time stuff. yeah you gotta list some stuff <laughs> that's a yeah. good one i like that um well okay wait so my i want to actually um find out too because ever since i ever since i've known you you've always had this talent you know obviously we were doing a show together we we're performers and dancers but you also always i know always remember you making your own costumes and actually yeah. helping people with costuming and whatnot where did you learn to sew like where did you like where did you where did you get this type of skill because girl i can't sew like i mean just because i'm a performer i i think as performers we have that flair for that showmanship and dramatic absolutely do and i think also as a performer you end up just you kind of have to wing it like if your elastic strap falls off somebody's got to pop it back on so secure it before you you get on stage and if it means it's you it's you you know sell yourself in that costume (laughs) um i actually i took a sewing class in middle school they offered home economics is what okay. it was called where you'd learn to cook and sew yeah and uh yeah i learned how to sew there and then i think after that it's just kind of like learned, you learned more and more and more as yeah as you, as or i needed to sew a zipper real in. world so experience then, like actually from being in shows and whatnot yeah and then you you know like you need to sew a zipper and you figure it out it's trial and error <laughs> and it just you know you know we didn't from there we didn't have home ec at the school i went to um we probably had something equivalent i just can't remember what it was called yeah. um but i don't remember i don't really don't remember but i do remember some of the uh i guess elective classes that were available were like wood shop and like um, yeah i did was, wood shop too i yeah, loved it <laughs> i did i remember doing it and i remember making a cutting board and i which is not hard but i was so <laughs> it's a block of wood people like what I know. A, well i made, making a cutting I made board like, in wood shop a wooden candlestick holder so okay, not well, much so harder maybe a little bit better mine literally was a block of wood <laughs> rubbed some sandpaper on it and i was like I'm done. I'm genius. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> and I remember we all had that was I think I made the 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 cutting board was like when we had the option to pick what we were gonna, <laughs> what we were going to make, but I remember there was one assignment that everybody had to make the same, the same thing, thing and it was a gun rack. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> we had to make a gun rack. <laughs> Out of all things that Out of were all things you could make. Gun rack. They were like you have to make this gun rack here. You go. <laughs> and um it's just funny. I'm having a little aha moment internally because it's just funny to think about how the times have changed. Yeah. I, I mean, that was mandatory... in Michigan. That was, I mean, I was in the Midwest and obviously things are a little different there than living on either the coasts, but um, not better or worse. I'm just saying, I'm just saying different. different. Yeah. And, I know um, that. and um, 
but I wonder now, I mean, I haven't lived there in years. I do. I wonder now, like just even in general, um, not to get too political, but just, just the, um, the political argument over the second amendment and whatnot. I wonder now if public schools would still, um, just because there is a strong divisive debate, sure. if they would still be assigning to kids to make gun racks as the mandatory, as project, a mandatory project right? I would when hope, you were in like seventh grade. Yeah. I would hope now that the mandatory job, mandatory project would be the cutting board. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something. You know what I did do? I did I did take an art class uh, as one of my electives during that, like during my middle school, like art, mm-hmm. you know, high school years. And I it wasn't it wasn't a full on pottery class, but it, there was like a pottery like week or like section of this art class. Yeah, and where funny. we had to, where we got to mold something with clay, and um, most of the people were making like um coffee mugs or like ashtrays or something like that, and I made myself an Academy Award statue. <laughs> That was for me, by the way. I was the winner of this award. Like, I wasn't giving this to anybody. Everyone else was making, like, a coffee mug for their mom yeah, or something. Okay. And I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> she, didn't, she can't act. <laughs> so did you paint it gold? I did. Well, gold, you know what? It ended up being yellow. yellow. Yeah, because they didn't have a, a, a wide variety of colors. And there was yeah. definitely no glitter. I asked for it. And I, this was at a private Christian school. Like, you know, like, very, oh, very right that. wing. Yeah, I went. I went to a public high school. But, um middle school and elementary school i was in a public excuse me private um christian school and so we you know we wore the uniforms we had we had bible class we had to um everything that goes along with that wow you know? i didn't know that about you yeah and look i'm the product of a private school <laughs> christian <laughs> right-wing republican conservative education <laughs> here she is this is what it looks like ladies <laughs> perfection all, uh, all I'll say about that is that yeah, it was it was an interesting time, but um, but I, I had fun there, you know. I had you know um, as much fun as I think you can have. <laughs> well, and I also think too, if you don't know any different. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, that's a, that's a good a good point. But um, but anyway, I ended up going to a, a, a public high school. And I felt like I could spread my wings, <laughs> but yeah, they weren't they weren't giving any glitter to the gay boy in art class and <laughs> at Zoe Christian Academy. They were like, "No, glitter is gay." No. And yellow is <laughs> yellow is the closest you could get. Yeah, to yellow the gold. was the closest I could get. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you made it work. You make it work, honey. Right. That's what you do. Tim Gunn was in my ear already. Even <laughs> <laughs> even if he hadn't hadn't. Yeah, I did, had we didn't know who he was. Yet. Yeah, yeah. It was the spirit animal. Like his spirit came to me and he was like, "Make it work." <laughs> I can't do a voice impersonation, so I can't, I can't do it. I, I got it though. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh gosh. So okay. So learned how to sew. Let me recap because we got we got a love track. So. Learned how to sew in school. Learned the basics of sewing. Um, then you're doing, you know, the fabulous Jubilee show here in Las Vegas, which, uh, if anybody doesn't know, super iconic show. Yeah. Um, and by by no um, exaggeration, the costumes were also a big star in that show, as well as we were as the performers. They Those costumes were Bob Mackie, breathtaking, come on. and Pete Menifee. Yeah, all Swarovski crystal. I mean, I sometimes I think that sometimes I felt like they cared more about the costumes than us, but <laughs> like the like they the management, did. like <laughs> like the management was like <laughs> they probably did because I I believe we were easily more easily replaced <laughs> than the costume. And I think that uh, one costume probably cost way more than our weekly salary. I probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so then you're there. So now tell me about the actual interview process to get on to get into yeah. the Elton John camp. Okay, so like I said, I had to submit a resume with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> with stuff, I love it. <laughs> and then the Wait, I want you to. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I actually, it, I need you to find that resume for me. I like, know. I was we just need to find that too, it. And I want to see could. it. Yeah, I want to see it. One like someday in the next couple of days. I would need right? you to look Wonder for it. Wonder if they still have it. I should ask. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, honey, you the manager now, honey. You need to like, go through those files. <laughs> you running that, that show kind now? Kind of manager though. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So after they called me in, they wanted me to bring um different items that i've made you know i brought costumes in because elton's wardrobe is very costumey so i brought costumes in i had to bring in different you know just things with different kinds of stitching that i've done some you know hand sewing things like that and then from there 
they called me and said that they would like me to go on a working interview. So the working interview was, I go, I don't know, it was maybe three or four shows in Florida where it was actually doing shows. And I followed Keith around the first two shows, saw what he did for the band. And then the next two shows, Keith followed me around, shadowed me as I was trying to do what he did for the band. And then it was just a waiting game. That was, I think, in November. And then they called me and said that they'd like me to go to on tour with them in January of the fall, you know, because it's November. So they take Christmas break and then January they start back up and I'd be flying to South Africa. And well, then, on and, that then tour, and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> on that, that, my very first tour, I flew to South Africa, which was a very long plane ride. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then But they at least Australia. fly you like business class, don't they? Yeah. Okay, good. Australia. She ain't in coach, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. It was 2008, I, January. So, so you were like 12 years. Yeah. Congratulations. 12. 12 and a half if we would have been on tour now. but Yeah. Well, I'm still counting it. <laughs> very impressive. Yeah, I would count it too, girl. You're still there. You're still you're still technically part of the Elton John family. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. Bravo. Thanks. I love that. So okay. <laughs> so um, I actually just thought of a funny story. I really want you to to help me tell. So uh, Jinju actually did also help me make a costume once. Um, oh. I, <laughs> I know we're already yes, laughing. I did. You know what I'm about to say. Yes, I do. <laughs> so. Um, Every Halloween uh, in the show Jubilee, the boys in the cast used to put on a drag show for the girls in the cast. And it was not, you know, it was something we did backstage in between shows because that show we did two shows a night. So we did it on our dinner break on whatever night Halloween fell on. Yeah, and it was called, called the, the Tipathon. Yes. Um, and let me tell you something about the Tipathon. We took it seriously. Completely. This, I mean, this is before RuPaul's Drag Race. This but it would could have be been the equivalent. This, it was of. the equivalent. Yes, it really was. And I just—it's funny. And this, just even in this moment, I'm, I'm kind of making that connection of how how much work we used to put in these numbers. Like I, I remember rehearsing my numbers. Um, in a, of course, quote unquote, in secret, because I did, my number had to be a surprise. Right. I had to have a, re- a reveal or a reveal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember rehearsing with my backup dancers, like in secret, you know, like sure. and nobody could know. And I remember, so she, so Jinju actually helped me make a co- this one costume. Um, it was in that show, there was a, a number called Red, that we called Red Fans. And it was um, with like those big, large, red ostrich feather fans like that the showgirls mm-hmm. use and it was really quite beautiful number but the lead girl in that number had this gorgeous like cape like how how long would it you say that train was i don't know but it was beautiful and it was just so it was just so opulent and it was just it was. so vegas and it was just every it was this cape this coat and cape were everything right Anyway, so I with my, the crown and the crown and that long ponytail. Oh, honey, that ponytail, honey. <laughs> so anyway, so I I decided that I wanted to do that number at, at not you know for the tipathon. I was going to learn the the actual real choreography that the the lead girl in Jubilee does, and um, I needed Jinju to help me recreate a much more affordable version right. of, the, of this red coat. <laughs> so tell me about that. Tell me, I feel like I'm, I need to let you tell some of the story now. So you came to me, I think it was partway done. Yeah, I think we, I think we had started with our, our friend Katie, our mm-hmm. good friend Katie. Hey girl, Katie. Hey girl. Hey girl. Um, hey girl. I hope you're listening. Um, Shout out to you, Katie. I think she's in NOLA right now. I think she went to New Orleans oh, for this well, week. She'll listen. She'll listen. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's available everywhere. No. <laughs> I like that I'm promoting the show on on a platform that you would only hear it if you're already listening to it. <laughs> anyway, so Kate, yes, Katie and I got it started, and then I think if I'm if this is so many years ago right now, so you guys forgive me if I don't have all the details perfect, but I feel like I remember. I, I think I just didn't allow for enough time because sure. I just had kind of underestimated the amount of work this was going to be, and so I was kind of rushing to Jinju the day before or the day of the show. Desperately asking for help to finish yeah. this, this this big project. Yeah, so you came up my townhouse stairs when I was in my townhouse <laughs> over Mountain's oh, Edge. Yeah. And 
I don't know how many yards of fabric do you think it was. It was probably like it was twenty feet long, at wasn't least, it? at least, yeah. And of I, red satin strewn across my you living know, room. She don't do anything halfway. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so then, like, I and then I remember handing you like this Ziploc baggie of like Swarovski crystals, like that. You know, were were I don't even remember how much they were, but they were obviously they were expensive. And on a Jubilee budget, it was expensive yeah. because we didn't make a lot of money. And I remember, you know, but I was like, I wanted this to be perfect. And I just remember handing you the rhinestones, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And like. You with just this graceful and um like swoop of your hand, like just like sprinkled them like just effortlessly all over the coat, and you were just like, now glue them where they landed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a stroke of genius. It was like my fairy godmother was was getting me ready for the ball, and she's like, she was just like bloop 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 bloop. It was like fairy dust. Yeah, it was like fairy dust, and you were just like, now wherever they land, glue it there. <laughs> like we don't have time to overanalyze where right? these should go. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Crunch time. Crunch time. Um. Yeah, and that was oh my gosh, and it was it was so much fun. And I remember, um, so the lead in the show at the time was Marlena. Do you remember Marlena? Yes, she's fab. She was so fabulous. So let me tell you guys, hey, hey girl, Marlena, if you listen, hey girl, hey girl. Um, anyway, <laughs> I haven't talked to her in years. Have you talked to her? I haven't spoke with her, but I see posts on Facebook. Yeah, so. I think she's happy. She seems yeah. happy. Yeah, she's got a she's beautiful daughter. A yeah, she has mm-hmm. a daughter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So anyway, um, <laughs> but Marlena. So let me tell tell you a little bit about Marlena. She was the lead in the show, and she was also. Um, I mean, she was just everything. In my opinion, I just I remember being in awe of her a little bit. You know, when I first came in the show, just because she had just such a powerful kind of stage striking presence. stage presence. Absolutely. Yeah. And um and then you know me I'm just I was just this young little gay boy that just wanted to follow her around like a puppy because she got to wear all the best costumes and everything and she, and, and she owned the stage and she owned she the stage it. and she was so good and she was actually I you know I um I mean I don't really remember um anybody saying anything anybody having a problem with her but I do remember her being actually very very nice to me and I kind of we kind of developed we did did develop a friendship which I was always grateful for but um she was nice enough to um. But I, but the point I was trying to say is that, you know, I think some people, at least from the boys' dressing room, thought of her as unaccessible because uh, she was maybe because she was the lead and she was sure. on the other side of the, in you know, her, her dressing room was dressing in a, room with three, uh, two other girls. Yeah, like girls? she had like you know the a stars private, dressing yeah. room and everything like that, and her own dresser and everything, you know, right? And, and and again, her name was just Marlena, you guys. It was like Cher or Madonna it, or Oprah. <laughs> uh, it was like Jubilee starring Marlena. I never thought about it, but it, that's. Like her True. name in the yeah. in the program just said Marlena. Like you remember did that? It? Yeah. No. no, it did not have her last name in it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, well we don't need to give her any it. more airtime. No, but she I'm deserved just, it, right? She did deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was great. But I remember those were the things that I remember like that were so striking uh, initially to me, you know. And then I think, and I remember thinking that she was unaccessible. But then I obviously started talking to her, and she's obviously very nice, very nice, love, lovely person. And we actually, like I said, we developed a friendship, and it was great. But I was, she was kind enough to actually teach me that choreography. Wow. <laughs> and we went, we used to rehearse in secret. What was that room up the ramp in the backstage where they, the the tall nude finale costumes were kept? Uh the. F- Feather room? Is that what it was called? Feather the feather room? room? Yeah. Up the <laughs> ramp just, on the left. I know. Th- yeah. yeah. So there was this 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 storage room. It's not that original of a name, but it was called apparently called the feather room. <laughs> and we would go rehearse up there. And she taught me all the choreography. And she even did my makeup the day of the show, which was so nice of her. Um, and Marlena used to do like a very, she had this signature green liquid. Do you remember that green liquid eyeliner I she do. used to wear? And it was so stunning on her. Uh-huh. Um, she on actually, the bottom. Yes, on that bo- bottom. Just lid. on the bottom. Yeah, she yeah. just wore it on the bottom and then did like a white and black extender. Um, and she gave me a bottle of that like after she did my makeup. And I just remember it was, again, it was like, I just felt, I felt like she was a celebrity in my eyes. Sure. So I was into it, right? But what's funny is, is that the... <laughs> <laughs> the day before the show we were i think we were doing like a makeup rehearsal because again you guys have to remember that we were we had to get in drag like in a matter of 20 minutes full drag you know we only had a short amount of time to get ready yeah. and do the show and then and then also do the tipathon and then get back get into out of, boy clothes to get do out another of all show the makeup, yeah. all the drag makeup to be on stage as a boy yeah. <laughs> for the second show. I mean, I think some of those boys kept some of that eyeliner on for that second show. <laughs> Maybe some lashes. I think there were some lashes in that second show on those nights. I, I definitely think there was. I, I think I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a couple specks of glitter on my face d- during some of those right? shows. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go off too long on this side story, but I thought it was so funny because I think you'll appreciate this. We were sitting in her dressing room and it was late. Everybody else had gone home, right? And we were kind of just doing like a makeup rehearsal, so to speak. And I asked her if I could try on her red fans costume. Cape? Her cape. Yeah. Because, and um, just because I was like, look, nobody's here. No one will know. You know, and, and these, again, these are, you guys have to remember, this is like this iconic show with so much cultural and significant history to the costuming. Yeah. You know, and so... So I think that, no, you know, we didn't take that lightly, you know, so, so out of respect, you know, it wasn't something I don't think we did that often, but I was like, come on, no, 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 let me, let me just sure. put on your costume. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't let me. What? But she, but she let me, she said, but you could put on the swings costume. <gasps> <laughs> No. Yes. She let me put on the like the understudies jacket, which again to the naked eye is the same. It's the same exact design. Same. But it's not the original. It like you know. It didn't have Marlena sewed into it. it right, because that was her jacket, honey. Or her cape. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. It just said swing in it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, it, for show people who for people who don't know, um, a lot of times uh if you're like an understudy or if you do multiple parts in a show, you're called a swing. So, yeah. that's, so it said swing in the jacket because it was for anybody that would fill in for her if she wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I, we're really off track there, but I remember how much fun we had, you know, trying to put that costume together at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We, I mean, we had so much fun. I think everyone did. We did. I mean, we were there all the time. We were there, you know, six, six nights, nights a week. week. Look, we both still said that with that same head same, shake, like, dang, six nights a week. Can you imagine doing that now? No. I get out of breath walking up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but then do you remember, uh, just one last little remini- reminiscent story. Do you remember, from Jubilee Days, do you remember, like, kind of how we started hanging out? I don't. I, don't, I think we probably clicked... Pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we definitely, uh, we vibe I mean, right away. I don't remember the exact moment. Mm-hmm. You do? You? I don't know if I remember the exact moment, but I do remember like having, look, I remember having one on one time with you that made, that gave us that time to connect more. Yeah. So you used to, so you guys, <laughs> Jinju used to do waxing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I actually made a, I had a little good side business going on. She had a little on side hustle shows. going on. Yeah. In Waxing. Between, she, and you, all you had to do was make an appointment with her by, you know, by the start of the first show or by halfway through the first show so she could turn the wax on yeah. to like heat, heat it up, you know? <laughs> she was, we, she was just lining up our eyebrows and, and hair removal and all the things. Armpits she was our aunt. Yeah. Whatever. Our onsite esthetician, honey. But I remember that I think. I used to come and get my eyebrows done by you, and we, and then that would give us time to like kiki and kind of gossip about everyone yes. else, <laughs> or talk about what we were, where we were going, what fabulous outfit we had. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because we, yeah, we used to be the socialites. Yeah, like, we used to go, go out, out at, every night after the show. Yeah, yeah. Our start time of going out was what one a.m. Yeah, like one one thirty a.m. Yeah, because because the curtain would go down at twelve oh five. And then we would, by the time we shower, shower and get and ready, ready. Uh, like, and luckily, obviously we were able to do all that in our dressing room. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have to go home and change. You yeah. Know? <laughs> as long as you came prepared to go out with your bag packed with your clothes. Honey. And then you show up to work with the, <laughs> with the walk of shame outfit from the <laughs> night before. <laughs> but it don't matter because you got a shower in your dressing room yeah. and, and your work clothes are already there. Yeah. Your costumes are already there. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love it well all right so i love this so obviously i think i think if you're gonna be working in in wardrobe and anywhere i think you've hit the holy grail like i think i think for me like i would if i was gonna do anything anything in regards to styling designing costuming wardrobing it would have to be for somebody like elton john or Cher or like liberace i think those are the only three like that i could do you know like you right. have to have or jubilee like you have right. to have the the just the, the all the crystals and all the sparkles and all the feathers so tell me more tell me more about about these costumes so i know that throughout the years or throughout elton's decades and decades of success he's had different um designers that have designed clothes for him you know he was i believe bob mackie for a while i definitely versace mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, Versace, no. <laughs> Versace. And currently he is exclusive Gucci and so is the band. So okay. everything they wear on stage is Gucci from head to toe, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm not mad about that. Um. So tell me, okay, I know, I know from, per, you know, I, I'm obviously I've never been on a, a world tour like you're on, but I do know that being on the road, working on the road, working on tour... You know, I think a lot of people think it's, you know, they have this almost like they've kind of fantasized it or or what's the word? Um, Glamorized. Glam, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they think it's so glamorous and so amazing. And of course, there's glamorous elements to it, but it's hard work. Like, tell me. It is hard work. Tell me like what a typical day to day is like for you when you're on the road. And honestly, I think it's more hard work than glamorous yeah. ever you know you get friends and you bring them on their t- the tour bus and they think it's so glamorous and i mean the tour bus is nice right but then the reality of it is there can be up to well the but you can sleep 12 in our buses you never want to have 12 because then it's just too packed oh sure sure you don't get a junk bunk to put all your bag your, right. you know, like your backpack <laughs> like your, you daily, junk bunk. your office work yeah your office bag in there basically so there's usually you know i don't know 10 to 11 people on the bus then you sleep in the bus chamber area which Mm -hmm. is all the bunks so you hear the snoring you hear the farting the burping (laughs) you know and the majority of them are guys so it's i actually don't sleep well on those buses very well at all sure and then sometimes if they're back-to-back shows you get on that bus at the end of the night you sleep on the bus you wake up in the next city you get off that bus you go inside the venue you shower in one of those big sports weird locker room locker room yeah because you're typically working in like your arenas arenas. yeah yeah yeah. you you know you get ready for your day there and then that's it you don't see the city you don't see anything you don't even see outside really because my day is full and so typical work day we start it between 8 a.m or 10 a.m depending on if we've gotten to go to the venue the day before and kind of get the lay of the land look at dressing rooms see what's going to work for our needs sure sure and then in the states usually the show start at 8 p.m uh, so they run two hours, 45-ish minutes. So, you know, by the time you get the band and Elton out of the, out of the arena and you pack up the last of your stuff, it's, I don't know, 11, 11, 11.30. So 8 a.m. to 11.30, that's a pretty yeah, long day. that's a day. long day. Tell me about, though, like right after the show, don't you have, did, I think I've heard you refer to it once as like the the quickest quick change or something no it's like the most important quick change most important. Do, sorry i yeah. don't know if it technically is the most important but that's just kind of what we say because at the end of the show they change and then they into their just street clothes into their, their personal clothes, clothes. Civilian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they need to get in their vehicles and get out of the venue asap or else they're stuck in the show traffic you know um sometimes there's a police escort to get them out because a lot of the times leaving the venues you know the police have blocked off certain roads and you can only go a certain ways so we need to get a police escort to get them out asap so that's it's important to get them out as fast as possible oh my gosh it does does sound exciting again i i know i know it's not all um you know, red carpets and paparazzi, but, um, and, you know, no, like, it's exciting. Premieres, I'm it not is exciting, it, but it's a lot of work. But it is work. work. It's yeah. definitely work. Yeah. What, um, I want to know, actually, I'm curious. I want to know what has been, out of all of the things, you've been with him for 12 years now, out of all, and you've traveled the world um, three or four times over at this point. Um, right. What, I got a lot of airline miles. She got some miles, honey. <laughs> oh, girl, when are we going on a trip? Can you like? Can you get a ticket like another in someone else's name as well? Like with your yeah, miles? Yeah, you can use your miles for whoever. So, so you have we'll to talk. gift them. Okay, we talk. we'll okay. talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Unless you really want to do it. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I'm curious, uh, not the nor- not your normal typical shows, but when you've been with him to do like big award shows, like Grammys, mm-hmm. or I don't know if you've done the Oscars with him or anything, but you know something I did. like that. You I've did done okay. The Oscars. Have you? Do you have a favorite show or a favorite memory from doing one of the big award shows? 
Just personally, like, like, is there one that you had the most, you personally had the most fun at? So I think one of my favorite memories might be the Grammys. Um, you know, maybe they've always been in LA or for years and years and years they've been in LA, but they decided to do them in New York City. Yeah. At Madison Square Garden. Yep. And because I was going to be there for, I think we were there maybe 10 days. I invited my two girlfriends that I grew up with long time, you know, friends of growing up in Casper, Wyoming. And at least one of them had not been to New York City before. So it was just exciting to have them there. And then at the same time as we were rehearsing for the Grammys, we were also rehearsing for a tribute to Elton. Okay. Where different artists sang his songs. So it was just, you know, we were in the, the, and because the Grammys were happening, rehearsal space was so tight. So we were going between the main stage in the garden to some, a theater. We were like, they did pipe and drape in front, in the lobby of some other theater oh, within wow. Madison Square Garden. And that's where we rehearsed. For just like, oh, for rehearsal or for, dre- for like a, for extra rehearsals dressing? with for the actual other rehearsal. artists oh, wow. for his tribute. So, I mean, it's tight quarters, you know. It's, it's tight, but especially if they were just doing pipe and drape. Pipe and drape. And so in these tight quarters, you know, Gaga comes strolling in, John Legend, um, Sean Mendez, yeah. Little Big oh, Town. So all these, it's like you're sitting there and you're rehear- and you're listening to them, you know, go back and forth and rehearse. And it's just, it's hard not to be like staring at them yeah. totally starstruck and just playing it cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you do play it cool. I mean, you, you're professional. You've been doing this a while. But yeah, I know I would feel the same way. I would internally be like fangirling. Right. Yeah. yeah you just have to. Or I asked Miley Cyrus, you know, I was, I was getting lunch for the band and I was, I asked her, oh, would you like something too here at the menu <laughs> she's like oh no thank you i i really appreciate it she was so she's very sweet down yeah. to earth oh, she was great that's good to hear but she's like oh no thank you i actually am like super high maintenance with my diet because she's vegan so oh, okay you know but it was fun that's cool though i like that so the grammys i actually do remember that trip but we we actually got to hang out yes. that trip, but not until after because you were so busy with the show and but you came, I came and, and met, met me at the hotel bar yeah, right? what Across was the name of the hotel? The, Tom, the oh, oh gosh, um, it's it changed H? names so many times yeah. that. Either way, it was like the it was the official hotel of like the uh, only because it's right, right across, across the street, the, street. <laughs> the Thompson Hotel, wasn't it? No, no. it's um, gosh, you know it's going to come to me it's in the, the middle tip, of the it's night. The tip of my brain right now, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, yeah, we met there and hung out there, and I, I, I do, I just remember. Uh, having a lot of fun with you that that night, but I re- you were ex- you were exhausted because you had worked like a mad woman, you yeah. know. What I mean? Yeah, and then my two girlfriends were there, so any free time that we did have, we were you know going to the top of the rock or <laughs> right, right, <laughs> sightseeing as much as we could. I love it. Remind me, so okay, on the road, like I said, traveling the world, doing all the things. Um, Remind me, how many weeks out of the year are you on the road, typically? I know right now we're not working because of the pandemic, yeah. but in general, typically. Gosh, I would say probably eight, around eight months out of the year I'm gone. Crazy. I don't know. I mean, when he had his residency here, at least for me, only because I was local, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the crew was on tour, living in a hotel here for three weeks. But because I'm a local, I got to live at home. But now that he's the residency is over, it's all the time. Just just go, go, go. Yeah. Travel, travel, travel. I mean, I've gotten to the point with you. Like, I mean, we've been friends for a long time, but I've gotten it's almost become habitual for me now to like when I do get to talk to you, uh, whether it be over text or, or phone or whatnot. I'm always almost programmed to just ask right away, where are you? Like, <laughs> Right? And I think that's like everybody's first question to me. If they're sending me a text, it's like, hey. Where in the world are, are you? you? Yeah. I don't know what time it is where you are. I hope I'm not waking you up. And I mean, I guess we could have just gone the extra two, like 30 second mile to just Google where Elton is. But <laughs> then we would it's know where fine, you are. But right? you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. And that just came to me just now. So <laughs> Yeah, there is this website, ElkinJohn.com, that gives us tour schedule. 
pretty accessible to, you're like, you're to everybody. Like, like it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty good bet that if, if Elton's in a city, you'll be in that same city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or pretty close by. Close by, nearby. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So, out of all the places that you've traveled, I mean, you gotta have a favorite. Oh gosh, I get this question a lot too, and. Okay, give me, maybe, like, I'll, I'll be easier. Give me, like, your top three favorite places. Okay, so are we talking my favorite places in the world to work? Because it's way different than my favorite places to vacation in. Because sometimes working in different countries is a challenge. Sure. Okay, well then, all right, yeah, that's actually valid. I, I'm curious what your three favorite cities are to do shows in, to work in. To do shows in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give countries yes. versus cities? Yes. So, Japan, Germany, and America are my favorite places. Yeah. Okay, why? I'm just curious. So, Japan and Germany, because they're very efficient, they get from point A to B in a very direct line, and I can appreciate that. You know, every country gets the show so it's ready. You know, there's never a time that we don't make it because they can't get it together. Sure. It's just that sometimes. There's certain countries that go from point A to B. In a different route. In a yeah. circle. Yeah. In a, yeah. <laughs> in a, I like the way you said that. Yeah. And I'm looking at you and I can even see the frustration in your face because you're thinking of something. You're thinking yeah. of something. Well, tell me, tell me, I know, uh, you know, you don't have to give me like all the details or anything like that. I mean, I don't need to see the rider or the actual budget, but I'm just curious, like what, like, can you kind of give a, a general idea of like the different sizes and different types of venues that you guys go to and you still have to make the same show work in different types of venues. And with some of them have limited, um, I think would probably have limited um, abilities for load in and load out and whatever. I mean, elaborate Uh, on that for me. There's, um, you know, height restrictions in some places. Obviously America is the easiest place to tour because it's the newest. So most of the venues have, multiple loading dock areas so you can you know unload four or five trucks at the same time uh most how many of trucks them, do you guys have on the show on the tour depending where we're at because there's different trucks that, like europe's trucks are actually smaller because the oh, okay. roads are smaller but we have i think between 20 and 26 27 okay. all right yeah, yeah. That's significant yeah um so yeah america's the easiest just because usually the space and the heights are the best. I'm curious, do you ever, I mean, I'm sure there's just the normal amount of challenges that would come along with, with any sort of language barrier that you, one would expect. But um, have you run into that too much? Like when you're traveling Absolutely. the world? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Like, but do you language guys have barriers. like liaisons with you to like translate? We do. Or, we yeah. usually have translators with us. Um, and if not like a designated translator, we have, local promoters that are always there that we can go to and say hey can you come help us but it's you know a lot of times you end up doing sign language and trying to just do body language just just point to it point even just to show them how to steam the costumes and things like that or not not turn the clothes and keep them all in the same order it's just we're just trying to figure it out with body language because they don't speak the same language. The same as language. Us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes in con- in foreign countries, we do get at least one wardrobe assistant that can understand a little. Sure. But sometimes neither. You know, and yeah. it's not like I'm mad at them because we're in no, their country. Of I don't not. speak no, their language, not. but it is definitely a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, I can imagine. And so, um, when you're on the road and you're doing the thing, you you know, we've already we've kind of talked about what your day to day looks like. It's typically, you know, could be up to uh, upwards of a fifteen to a uh, 16 17 hour day um starting early in the morning uh we've talked about load in load out i'm curious um when you get back from like a, a leg of the tour when you come home when you actually mm-hmm. get home how long does it take you to feel normal oh gosh <laughs> sometimes i think you just never feel normal i don't know You're like, it I'm, depends still wa- on- I'm still waiting i'm yeah, still waiting right it depends on how long you have until the next tour yeah. Um, well, because I get, I, I don't mean, I, I, I just, my perception, you know, as your friend, like, I know when you get back, I try not to bug you for a couple days. Like, I try yeah. not to, like, call or anything, because I know you'll call when you're ready, you know, to, like, be social. But I, I can, I, I, I can't imagine, I mean, I can imagine only, but only to a small degree, because I personally did work um, on a tour uh, when I was still performing that 
But it was still just a national tour. It wasn't international. And I remember I would fly back here, I think usually on a Monday or Tuesday, but sometimes I have to leave again by Thursday night and Friday or Friday morning. Sure. So I had like alternating suitcases and that was, that was grueling. Yeah. But I mean, I can't, so I can, I get it. I have a little bit of a glimpse of it, but I, I'm saying I'm empathetic that I would imagine when you get back that you know, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody for a, at least a week. A lot of times I don't. <laughs> and honestly, You're like, sometimes I don't tell any of you that I'm actually here. <laughs> well, because on the road, it's, you know, I am looking after six guys. And so I'm the go-to for any questions. And then, you know, advancing hotels, advancing transportation. Sure. There's a lot of Oh, there's a questions. lot of moving pieces. Yeah. So when I get back, it's like, I don't want to answer any questions. It's just decompressing, really, because when you... On top of the jet lag. On top of the jet lag and the time different. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But even just to let your mind shut off, because for, say, I'm on an eight-week tour. For eight weeks, honestly, it's your phone is on. You are working. And just to decompress takes a while. Sure. Girl, oh, girl, I know. Well, God love you. Because, I mean, girl, <laughs> I mean, I know. Well, and it is. I mean, I it is funny. like Because I do. I, I can think of a couple times where... I think you and I have kind of talked and um, you've even been like, girl, don't tell anyone I'm here. Like, you know, <laughs> right? like meaning here, home, like home in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I get it. And I just spilled the tea, but I, I get it. You know what I well, mean? Well, especially if I'm only home a few days between oh, totally, tours, yeah. then it's, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings sure. and not see everybody, but I do need to decompress. I need to unpack to repack yeah you know <laughs> no totally I, I i feel we need to get that on a t-shirt for you i need to unpack to repack <laughs> that's what it is a lot of times or you just don't unpack if you know and then you did yeah I mean, you if guys you, have washer, uh, washing washer and dryers on tour with you i would imagine right no we don't carry on where do you what do you do you just send everything out for dry cleaning so sometimes venues have washer dryer available and okay. a lot of times in production you bring your laundry in there's envelopes printed that say laundry to send and, out your and the laundry money. you and put then... your name on it you put the amount of money in there and you put it in production and then in every city we've got showrunners that can take your laundry to a laundromat drop it off oh, and gotcha. then they pick it back up for you all these yeah all these bts all yeah. these behind the scenes did details right um Okay, so I gotta ask. Oh well, actually, you know what? Wait, before I get there, I actually I have a little bit of a funny story. Um, so I don't know if you remember. Well, I mean, I'm sure you do because it's me. So how could you forget? I'm anything? sure I'm gonna remember. How can you forget anything with me? Um, no. Um, I remember coming to see you guys. I uh, I had bought tickets. Um months in advance um and i was so excited because i knew i was going to also get to see you but i also know to know that when you're working i don't expect too much of your attention obviously because i'm just trying to be respectful um but i actually did get to hang out with you quite a bit during this particular show it was one of the ones that elton did with billy joel and i think it was in anaheim so i think it was at the honda center yeah um, but that makes the sense nicknames the pond yeah. the pond okay be, yeah face to face yeah yeah it was fun that was such a fun show but i remember i was very lucky to be in the front row and do you want to know who was sitting behind me again behind me like i had a better seat than that behind them. you it was uh john stamos and, and uh kevin spacey What? <laughs> and again i just i mean i just remember turning around it was i didn't notice they were there for a long time because again they were behind me and my eyes were for, facing front right. towards elton and, and billy joel and um but it was at a moment in the concert where everybody was standing up and like kind of dancing and clapping and i just kind of looked over my right shoulder and saw them there and i was like Ooh, oh 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 Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you have to have some celebrity tea that you can spill. Like you got to tell, give me. You gotta, I I know you have to be respectful and I know, and whatnot. And I'm not asking you to say anything that you can't say. But you got to have some sort of funny celebrity sure. story you can share with us. Well, speaking of John Stamos, I he's so gorgeous. Believe he's a drummer, right? Yeah, he used to be in the Beach Boys. Yeah. 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 So, so he hot though. Is, Can you like join me on that? Like he's strikingly handsome. Beautiful. And I'm beautiful. Like, girls, let me tell you something. It is not smoke and mirrors. Like it is he in looks person, as he looks that good. Beautiful as on TV. It's almost like in like I it's it's like I, I want to hate him. Because <laughs> <laughs> But then he's too beautiful. He's to beautiful hate. And he's actually really nice, <laughs> apparently. Yes. <laughs> But that's a bit really quick though before we get started. But that's what's funny though too is that don't we always want to make we always want to make beautiful people 
Nice. These bitches. No, well, do, we do, but just so we feel or you better. Think that they're bitches. Yeah, yeah, just so we like feel better about. I, I guess you know the 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 roulette wheel of life, right. <laughs> with, you know, of like right. <laughs> how we look and how we, you know, whatever. But um, we want to assume we want to assume that they have that flaw. And then when they're nice, you're just like, it's Damn. funny that when they are nice, it's like you're surprised, yeah, you're that's shocked. Like, where you're like, like, we expect nothing from these people. We <laughs> <laughs> so when they actually act like a normal, kind human being, we're like. Oh my god! He's so nice. He's amazing. When really he was just acting like a decent normal human person. Being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell your story. Okay, so he's John Stamos has come to a few of the shows, and probably because you know he is a musician, and you gotta sure, love yeah. Elton and the band. I mean, you gotta love. I mean, who musician? doesn't love Elton though? I mean, right. So he would come to the Coliseum. And afterwards, him and our percussion player, you know, I think they went for out for a drink mm-hmm. within Caesars, you know. Sure, sure. So our percussion player the next day comes in. He's like, it was so crazy going out with John Stamos because we're walking through the casino and literally you see out of the corner of your eye, women sprinting full out towards Stop it. him Stop it. yes and then like lunging at his feet almost no yes. like actually i love i mean i believe you i'm just like i'm yeah I, holy crap so our percussion- they're all like they're like uncle jesse no <laughs> <laughs> our percussion player was like he absolutely needs security because women are so you know all screaming at the all tops of their lungs lunging and trying to they're just swooning him yeah yes. <laughs> well he but again i i I have I get to it. admit, I get it. I get yeah. it. And he has those, he does have those striking features. I mean, he's like me. He has, exactly <laughs> I'm kidding. Like I'm kidding. You. No, but I mean, he, no, and obviously nothing could be further from but the But not truth. quite as perfect. Oh, stop it. But no, no, no. But I mean, he has like the, like, just like jet black steel hair and like these, like sharp, like eyes. I mean, I don't have those eyes, but Beautiful I mean, the, it's like the dark features, the complexion, the darker features, and he's tall and he, you know, and, and he's a recognizable face. So you put all that together. He's of Uncle Jesse. He's Uncle Jesse. It's crazy. You know, actually, I met him at. I just remembered this. Oh my god, that's so funny. He didn't remember me at the concert, though. By the way, but um, how dare him? <laughs> I saw him on Broadway do cabaret. Um, and uh, I waited at the stage door after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a picture with him. Um, I have a picture with him too. I, we'll have to compare them. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, I love it. No, I do. I have a picture with John Stamos. Hey, girl, John, if you're listening, girl. Hey, girl, hey, girl come on the show. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, and I was young. I was like, I, I, you know what? I actually remember. I was only 19 or 20 years old because I remember. Oh, wow. I remember I was in New York doing uh, a ballet program. So like program. five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember I was only there to train. I was that was when I was a ballet dancer, uh-huh. and um, I was only spending the summer there. And I remember the reason I remember being that young because I remember going to the show by myself. I went by myself, and because um, I love, I just love that musical cabaret. Um, and um, I remember buying a beer at the bar, and I remember waiting in line, feeling like I wonder if I can get away with this. Like, if obviously if they ask me for ID, I'll have to walk away. Right. But if they just don't ask me because they were busy and it was like a long line, yeah. And and I, you know, I had a suit on, like you know, because I was going to the theater. So like I don't know, maybe I maybe it made me look older. I don't know, but I was definitely under twenty one, and they served me, and that's just something nice. I, I made the connection that I remember that I was young, and so yeah. in the picture, I obviously I was that young. So you know, I look a lot different now, but <laughs> <laughs> but then obviously then flat cut to what like a certain amount of years later, and I see him at the Billy Joel Elton John show, and she totally behind dissed you. me behind me. I mean, yeah, like we'll see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how life had treated us both at that point <laughs> that I ended up in front of her. Right. <laughs> but she dissed me. I was like, hey, girl. He was like, I don't know. You don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm 100% lying, you guys. <laughs> we did not talk. I'm not lying about meeting him at Cabaret. Or and about, having a picture. Or, or having a picture. Or I'm not lying about any of that. I'm lying about the fact that I tried to talk to him at, at the concert. I didn't try to talk <laughs> to him. And then he dissed you. Yeah, and then he dissed me. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it! All right, well, so listen, I got, I have to ask, um, because I know I'm sure everybody wants to know, and um, I don't know if you even know yet because we are in very uncertain times. But I have to ask, obviously, um, because of the pandemic, the mm-hmm. global pandemic that we're all um suffering from at the at the moment, um, live entertainment shows have been stopped. Mm-hmm. 
and that obviously it's hit every industry, but um, obviously hit the artistic and performing and production community really hard as well. I'm curious, do we know, Have there, has there been any talks or communication? Do we know when Elton is going back out on tour? We don't know. And I just, I think it's too soon for any, anyone to know at this point, you know, because sure. okay. I think that we'll probably be one of the very last industries to go back to work because at least you know sports they can play in an empty arena they can still broadcast and make money that way but live entertainment you can't make any money if there is no audience and even if you can do half capacity i just don't think it's profitable it won't turn a profit yeah exactly yeah so it's too soon do you know will he i mean again i know this is hypothetical well not hypothetical just it's just uncertain um has he talked about, because um, I know you guys have been he, uh, communicating, at least like the team is still in communication while mm-hmm. you've been on break. Um, has he talked about uh, making up shows that he missed during this time? He, I know that he definitely says, yes, we're going, we're finishing this tour. This okay. is his farewell tour, Great. you know. Um, we're, he definitely wants to finish it. And because he... He is, he does, he doesn't want to disappoint his fans. Absolutely not. You know, that's why he does a two hour and 45 minute concert when a lot of artists do 90 minutes. Sure. Well, he has so many hits to choose from. Right. And I think two hours and 45 minutes isn't even, he's, it doesn't even scratch, it scratches five the times surface. that long. Yeah, right. And he'd still have more music to play, which is an amazing problem to have. He is very, I will give him, I will definitely. I, I know I can say from experience that he de- he is very generous on stage. Like he he plays yes. he plays the songs you know you know do you want to hear and then some you know. And he wants to give the audience a feeling that it was worth it. You know that sure. money maybe they didn't get to do something that they wanted to do or they saved up for that ticket, but he wants to give them a show that's two hours and forty five minutes because. I love that. Yeah. He, I love that. Well, and again, it's always inspiring to hear, um, especially again, like such a big celebrity like him um, that's been, you know, in the industry for so long and is so accomplished that is still that sensitive and empathetic and cares about his fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys do? I'm actually, I'm curious not to back up, but I'm actually curious just from a production standpoint. I know we talked a little bit about the day, the day to day, but how I'm curious, how involved is Elton on, on the road during like load in and like, well, of course I know he doesn't load in. I don't know what I'm talking about. But of course, I know he's <laughs> not rolling up if, his sleeves. If, if, I like, didn't, <laughs> if I didn't have to be there at 8 a.m., I wouldn't be. I know. She, I know she ain't there at 8 a.m. The question I'm trying to get to is because, you know, obviously these are songs that he's been doing for years. I'm sure it's somewhat like second nature to him. How often does he do like sound check or, or rehearsal? Like, or mm. is it, is it typical at every, every venue you go to that you have to do a little bit of a rehearsal before the show or is it just set up and go? Like how, what does that look like? No, we don't do, he doesn't do sound check every show. Um, say we've been on break. Then the first, first show back, he'll usually do a sound check or anytime he's changing the set list and adding a new song, he'll do a rehearsal. Sometimes it's a matter of calling the band into his dressing room and rehear- rehearsing one or two sure. verses or something, you know? Just so. to kind of get everyone on the same page. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't typically, I, I don't know, does he? I mean, he doesn't ever really change like the key or anything that they're in, like, or is it just the arrangement? I don't think he changes the key. Yeah. I, I don't, I have no idea, but it's, it's more just say maybe like the they hadn't quite meshed the last couple shows. Oh, I see. Okay. Then it's just like, oh, we haven't been as tight as we sure. want to be. Oh, that makes sense. Let's yeah, just yeah. rehearse these couple verses that. That weren't working for him. Like, I, you know, did, yeah, well, it's it. like, you know, you can relate as a performer. You do, if you do the same choreography day in, day out. I always did it perfect. After all. <laughs> okay excuse me i'm totally kidding i'm sorry go ahead i i saw the opportunity for a joke i took it Just i know, go ahead. I know. i'm sorry go ahead but you know no, it's like right. you ahead. do it day in day out and then one day you're like what is that count is it sure. on four or is it on five totally so i get it you know every once in a while you just you need a refresher you just need a little refresh you need a little refresh refresh yeah. I love it. So, okay, I got, I gotta know. We're we're, we're wrapping up here, but I gotta know. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fel- favorite Elton John song? Do you? I do. But you go first. Okay. I go first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't mind to go first. Geez, I, oh, go ahead. He has so many hits, and it is, I guess, maybe Tiny Dancer, just because yeah. the lyrics 
Tiny Dancer, Seamstress for the Band. I'm yeah. Not, oh, yeah. I'm not girl. blue-eyed and I'm not an L.A. lady, but <laughs> You were an L.A. lady enough, at one point, right? maybe. No? For like a week. <laughs> So that you heard it here first, kids. She, the tiny dancer, is loosely based on Jinju Maddie. <laughs> I, I really like. Um, I'm still standing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. A good one. It's good a good message. One. It's a good one. It's a good message. And, and um, I also remember it might have a little nostalgia attached to it for me personally, just because I do remember the music video. Uh, I remember being really young watching the music video, and it, it had a lot of that like. 80s like bright color spandex like hot boys and yeah. spandex you know like on going beach. on on the beach yeah and there were some shirtless boys so i mean you know With what i was looking sweaty at sweaty sheen to yeah. their skin. <laughs> so i don't know i guess maybe is it the song that i like or the the memory of the music video i'm not sure but it's my favorite <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god i love it so all right well just to just to put a final bookend on the other part, Elton is definitely coming back though to finish his tour. We don't know when, but he's definitely coming back. That he, is... we can t- let the fans know that he will definitely be back. Yes, love he it. Will definitely be back. Will be the back. Bitch will be back. The bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the bitch is back or will be back. I love it. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much for taking the my time to pleasure. do this. I know you're busy. It was fun. And oh girl, yes, I always have fun when I get to hang out with you. And that's kind of been a little bit of a silver selfish silver lining for me is that you've been home longer than you've been home in 12 that years. That is definitely the silver lining for me yeah. is getting to be home and spending time with you know, having the opportunity to spend time with the people, my friends. Yeah. That I normally wouldn't get to see as much. Sure, sure. I love it. No, well, I'm grateful and I, I appreciate your time. And girl, I can't wait to to see you out on the road again. I can't wait to see you in whatever city you'll be. <laughs> whatever city Detroit. I'll be in. Detroit. Girl, because you know me. Yeah, we've seen each other in a couple of cities. Like I, Because yeah. you, you, you know me. I, I, I can't sit still either. Even though I'm not on a world tour, I'm on my own little fake tour. Like I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know he was scheduled to be in Detroit, so. Okay, yeah, well, my hometown. Yeah. Because yeah, we, saw, we, we saw each other there. Um, I think it was Thanksgiving one year. I was home for Thanksgiving, and and he was performing at Joe Louis Arena. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, if I unless unless my memory is off, either. No, but there yeah. was def- we were there definitely over Thanksgiving because I planned a like a holiday dinner, dinner yeah. for all the the. The crew, the crew in, uh-huh. in the band. I love it. I love it. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a fabulous and amazing episode with Ginger Maddie. Um, thank you so much. And if you all like what you heard, give me some love and hit that subscribe button. And I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks, girl. You're welcome. All right. Bye. <laughs>